It was funny. Who else? Who else came out with him? That Tyler Chronicles dude who on Wild. That nigga ain't that funny to me. No, he actually was okay. He was decent. He's, he was okay. he's okay. He ain't he's a ass. decent storyteller. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's, it was kind of hard because he wasn't as funny. He kept staring at me, laughing. I was just like. I don't want you to say nothing because I'm not smirking. Was so. the fat dude there too? Nah, he was. He was in the back talking about the dude from Canterford Valley. I saw him in the yeah. back. Which color was there too? He walked out the back uh, Carlos. with the dreads. Nah. Now, nah, Carlos really came on stage. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode. <laughs> this nigga always do this shit. Words with KB. Uh, we got the usual suspects in the building, man. We got my man, Basic Logic. Yep. And we got we got my man C knowledge in this yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, C knowledge, crying knowledge. All yep. that, all that. Minus one. <laughs> Minus yep. one. And I'm KB, man. Uh, um, Fizz watching. <laughs> Fizz watching. Y'all be careful about who on your damn Facebook, man. Facebook yeah. is is no, for, it's not even that. It's the it's the people on the people of Facebook. Like you know, Facebook got ghost profiles of people who not even on Facebook. Okay. If you sync your contacts, oh so it's yeah, like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You can't help. I got you. You know what I mean? Damn. Well, I don't know. I have to figure this shit to get back to my coworker because they be on me like, "Oh, you you have your radio show going." I'm like, "Nigga," like, he. I was like, "You talking about the DJ?" He's like, "No, nah, you got a radio show." I'm like, "Yeah, think about it." I said, "Oh, I said, oh yeah, yeah, we got a little radio show going." <laughs> I went home, man. All my cousins knew about it. Like, yeah, I see your show. Like, how you know? Bro, you need to tell them to subscribe and all that. But they even go like, I don't even. You know how it pops up to you who watch? Yeah, yeah. I ain't see their names. Cause they ain't on your friends list. But how you watching? They all my friends. I'm talking I about don't them. know, bro. We we gonna get this under control, though, so we know who the fuck doing what and blah 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 blah, blah blah. But the episode today, uh, we're gonna be talking about fatherhood, man. Um, happy Father's Day to all the the fathers out there, my man. Yo. Happy Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to you too, man. Doing doing the stepdaddy all the thing for a while. Stepdaddies and yeah. and the and the men taking care of kids out there, like yeah. yourself. And you the Godfather. Yeah, I'm a Godfather. Godfather. Let's go. I'm in there Now you a real godfather too Cause you be there At uh, first day of school And graduation Nigga I'm, I'm paying for braces <laughs> Damn So uh, yeah, that's Don't real. Uh, insurance cover that nah, Not nah, all of it I don't think Yeah, I got I, Baby I, you gotta get some braces I couldn't even I said I could throw you Something on it I, I couldn't even put a number That ain't no braces Should Cost that much you even get braces Before all your adult teeth in like, That's it Adult teeth by then They be there by the time You like 10 Yeah You know I was I, Man, you, you know that. these little girls have periods at like 10 of them. Bro, I know uh you know I know I a lost, girl, she got a period like eight, nine. You know when I lost my last tooth? I was still I was at Fort Valley. <laughs> Shut up. Please. You didn't lose no tooth at Fort Valley. He was on line with his baby teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like big brother, I still got my baby teeth. That, that should be your line that big brother baby tooth. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell you lose your tooth? My teeth was just um, It just came out one day. Like it might have been like, yeah, that's like of drinking. the summer the summer before I came there, but yeah, my I had baby teeth for it. It just came out. Damn, yeah. boy, it was wild. like one in the back. Oh, okay, that's, that's crazy. Funny. Oh, shout out to the uh, photographer in the building. Oh yeah, 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 that's another follow right there, Eli. Man, well, what's your socials, man? Let me shout it out. Eli from the VI on Instagram. Hey, on Instagram, man, do photography. What else you do, man? Weddings, man. He, hey, the wedding Great parties, dance, all DJ. that, man. Any kind of photography you need, we gonna put step. See there, maternity. Yeah, maternity shoot. Oh, oh, I, thought I said, I said, what? You, you, you know about, what that is, right? You talking about what you were talking about? I ain't gonna yeah. say what it is, but shit. <laughs> I, I know my maternity shoot. I did too. I don't, I don't like the maternity pictures. 
Why not? You don't like so it's, many it's things. Always, no, it's always weird. It, it was kind. It's you know why it's kind of weird. It's it's weird when no, it's weird when they're naked. I don't like those. Yeah, like those be the weird like when it. they be sitting there and they want to take their clothes off and hold and it, it's funny. But nah, everybody like got to do the classic. If you have a little girl, every man got to do the classic palm. Hold your little girl. Yeah, that's classic now. That's a classic. Those are weird too. I didn't uh, know that. Was everybody naked. like everybody now. You hold your baby like you hold your little girl in your the palm. Baby, no, the baby's naked and the mama's naked. Those are nah, what's I ain't the purpose of that? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't Adam know. Adam and Eve. I, don't I guess, know how I feel the about original that. person. You I know, think, human I think, animal. I'm good, bro. I think it's just more like a you know because it's such a a blessing to be able for a child to be born. Yeah, and I think it's just like embracing your body. I ain't gonna say something like that, but I, I, I don't pack, like it. I'm gonna do it. Oh, if I got a six pack, I'm taking my shirt off all the time anyway. Y'all are 30 plus. The six pack is not. Oh, you crazy for what? These niggas 55 getting it popping. Look, 30s Ooh. is the new all 20s. These old niggas. 30s is the new 20s. Who's 30 getting a six pack at 30? You about to be looking at niggas. a nigga doing Ooh. it. Okay. All, a bunch of old niggas diets, I see them on YouTube. Y'all diets aren't good all enough. Switch, mm-hmm. All you gotta do is switch diets. Y'all diets aren't good enough. I'm solid to the weekend. All right, man, but fatherhood, man. <laughs> God damn it. Well, yeah, that's in fatherhood. We just saw somebody with a a, a dad body win the um, <laughs> every box champion. He was bro. like every dad in America. Boy, when I saw that fights fight. with young swole dudes, bro. Too. When you first when you first see the the matchup, it looked like a dad about to swing on a nigga and try one of his kids. <laughs> Daughters, like yeah, exactly. I mean, you get my face on, man. <laughs> hey, look, hey, look. If I catch you, I'm gonna get you. <laughs> hey, cause he, bro, even in the match, bro, he looked like he. He still didn't know, but then he started getting there swaggy. Like, oh shit! Once he got in, he was like, bah, yeah. bah. Oh, 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 hold up! Nigga on his knee and took that breath. He said, "Hold up!" That dude was tall as fuck, too. There ain't no reason why he lost that fight. It looked like he didn't know what he was doing. I was, he, got, he just got caught. They said he can't take no punch, and he only had two sets. They said he only has two punches. That's why you, every time you saw him punch, if he had a third punch, he didn't know what to do. Mm. And that's when the Mexican dude came in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, he was, and man. they said a Mexican dude had a hundred amateur fights in Mexico. The nigga so was doing man, three fights a month. He been throwing <laughs> bro. Three oh, fights dude. a month for three years, nigga. He ready That's to crazy. fight. And with that body still. Well, he did that for the followers then, man. Hey, he did it for the followers, man. He did man. it for the dads. So, let me, man. so, so all right, let's let's get this. So we did a fatherhood episode last year, man. I, I want us to uh, play that this week sometime. You know what I'm saying? I might release it just as an audio thing. Thing again on Facebook or something so people can listen good. to it. It was a really good episode, man. But uh, um, I want to hmm? Father's Day. Father's Day. Come on, stay with us, bro. Stay with us. We did one last year. Stay with it's us, been bro. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So I want to know. Let's get some background information on you know uh, on y'all because y'all are the, like more direct fathers here. When did you become a father? Uh, see knowledge. Oh man, um, was that 2010? Like nine years ago. That was 2010? Yep. Nine years ago. About to come up in a decade. It was, yep. 2010, you had a son. I had a son, and then a year after that, I had my daughter. Man, one playing. One uh, <laughs> playing with. But nah, man, I, I love it, man. Like, I, would, I, I couldn't trade it for the world, man. Like You, you really do man. love being a, a, a father, man. Because my kids are dope, man. My kids are oh, cool. Bro. They Can funny. we take the shot, bro? Let's take this my shot. My bad, man. Hey, man. This is out to, to all the followers all out the there, man. Happy Father's Day. You much appreciated. Y'all can't pull out. Fuck, you can go and have both arms. That's my favorite <laughs> line of this shit. Like, see, I fuck with Childish Gambino. But nah, I mean, I look, my kids are dope, man. They smart. 
they cool. Mm. Um, I couldn't trade it for the world. And then like now, I, I got some plans in place, and then it's really finna get popping. I done wrote yeah. out a whole man. It's a, I done wrote out a whole plan from like now to twenty thirty six. Okay, so you know what I'm saying like. Cool. Cause I, I need my kids to be straight by the time I turn fifty, so they can throw me a dope fifty so you, birthday so, party. So you say a plan? Did you have a plan like any kind of thoughts or anything about oh, about having the kids? Yeah, before you had before you had actually had the kid. Did you say well, you know, if I had a kid, like, did you even consider like abortions nah. or anything like that? No, nah, I mean like so. I mean when it when it comes to that, my whole thing is women's choice. So women always make the choice. Okay, but for me. Well, this is what happened, man. I went to therapy and I worked it out. What happened was, you remember I was in that car accident? Yeah. When we arrived right, across and stuff. So, like, after that and in that summer, I went through a period of, like, immortality. Immortality thoughts. Like, mm. almost like, bro, because, you know, like, we was, I was messed up. Like, we it was in a bad accident. Like it could have, I could have really been. I honestly don't remember how bad the accident was. Like I don't remember my seeing a picture was, or anything. My head was split open. Like, oh wow! I was out. Like I didn't, I didn't leave until like two days later. Mm. Like I was out. Woke up to these niggas laughing. I, it I wasn't know, me. I went here. Jarvis. It was. It was Jarvis and Travis. Mm. Like you know, they always had jokes. Mm. And I hear him joking. I'm waking up. No, Brad was there. What was the immortality? Had, had that like a like he jumped sweat like a cartoon. Like it was know, like I a went, cartoon. I went, I went home, mm. and the crazy thing is, is that I mean, not to really interrupt, but well, to interrupt, um, but we <laughs> <laughs> figure it out. No, but I probably would have been riding with y'all because y'all know I always. What? Did you take your shot? Yeah, yeah. I'm still sipping mine. Everybody took. We all took you definitely, definitely roll with me. I took my shot, bro. I know what the fuck you did. What? You pulled your shit in mine. Bro, I took my shot with y'all. Rewind the camera back. Bro, ain't no fucking rewind button. <laughs> well, <laughs> you probably didn't take yours. Ahead, bro, you said, how, what, how did you get to immortality yeah. and uh, Cause mortality? Because it was in an accident. I was supposed to die. So you think you were supposed to die? Bro, my head was bust open. I had to like, after they released me, I couldn't even, I had to like go back to like the little therapy session type mm. shit. I was fucked up. Damn. And then that summertime came and then it was And like, this was before the accident. No, I mean, this, this is, was before the baby. Yeah, this is before the okay, baby. Okay, right before so, the baby. This okay. is right before the baby. So all that happens, I'm going through these thoughts. So then the next year come. So that's the year that, you know, just cross. We on the yard, heavy. Okay. I'm going through these thoughts of like, I don't even know if I'm supposed to be here or not. Right? Mm. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm here, but I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who knows, bro? When I, when I tell you, I was just going on a streak of just, I was just out there. You know, now explain out there. out there. You know, it was out there. I mean, he was on them. All right. I mean, he was talking to a lot. That's of what we call it. Talking okay. to a lot of different women. So um, that's where you were in that time. In that uh time in that frame. Time, in that okay. time frame. And, so I remember. Yeah, I remember. I remember this time. Yeah, we was out there. We was out there. Um, you know, life after death. Gonna do some Jersey retirement. I guess that was the appropriate name for you then. That's, yeah, I mean, that's what you were yeah, thinking. Was, life after yeah, death. I mean, it was all. It was, it was all apropos. And I remember it was so. It, the only cool, <laughs> the cool thing about it, though, remember afterwards they're like, man, the scene was. They be pledging, boy. They <laughs> oh yeah, they thought they thought we fucked this nigga up. Because every time somebody crossed, something like accident happened to them. Before I crossed, I had a fucking band, a big old bandage all over my head. Cause goddamn feed the frat. Fucking Willie did some shit and burned my fucking hand. 
So we had we had some shit like that, and they were like, "Man, them niggas." Oh, good. Well, I, can't, I don't know, but I can't do. Man, I don't know about alpha pie, man. Oh, man. You but, gone, bro? But, hey, bro. All right, I'm gonna hit you up after, uh, bro. All right, cool. So, so yeah, man. So I was going through that whole little period. So I, I didn't think about having. I didn't really think so, about having kids or not. I just knew that, you know, I just get to a point where my mind. I was so convinced that I would have a child before I got married. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I remember I just, you talking about that. I just knew I was going to have a kid before I got married. So so you know, it just came into okay. Came so into you existence. so you still were going through all that, and then you had a baby. Yeah, had a baby. damn. You know what I'm saying? Baby. Yeah, that was it a was, lot of shit going on. It was bro. cool, man. You know what I'm saying? But I wouldn't trade it for the world because I like the age that my kids are at. I like the age that I'm at. Yeah. When I mapped out the rest of this plan, I'm looking at stuff and I'm like, wow. Yeah, this, that's this, that. this is gonna be pretty cool. Yeah. Man. And then my whole goal is to have them all set up. So by the time I turn 50, they'll be financially set and good enough to throw me a dope. 50th party. They be nigga on the long. He on the long. He looking I'm at the, the end of this game. shit. So I'm looking. Like, I'm, like, they be able to hit y'all up and be like, Uncle Kevin. I'm about to throw my dad this, that, and third. We rented this venue out. See, y'all, y'all practice broke, geeked up. When you broke, <laughs> you can't throw your parents on 50. Your 50 oh your yeah, parents kind of yeah. know you can't. You and they know make, you can't throw a 50. So it's like, yeah, you, know. you gotta, you gotta make sure they know the value that you brought to their life. And if you did that, and most of the girls gonna really take care, of your, your, your sons kind of just go oh, out and, and live and on their own. And that's the best thing about so, it, man. Like, my, I know my daughter's gonna be there. You got you. She, she gonna get me. And my son, though, my son's pretty compassionate. So okay. I think he'll hold it down, but he's definitely a mama's boy. So he, if he, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, he'll, yeah. okay, he'll, he'll do what he has to do over there. But I, I love it though. Okay, cool. Uh, so basic, man. I want to talk about how. Um, so I'll ask you the same question. I know it's going to be a slightly different answer. <laughs> when did you become a father? Um, That's kind of a and unique I, question. And I asked that to you because I want to know, like, when did you see yourself as a dad now, kind of? You know, in your in your sense. Explain your situation. And I want to know, like, when did you, where, what moment did you consider yourself a father. When he told him to sit his ass down. Sit your ass down. Whoa. When he cussed at you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> well, with me, um, it was a little different because even, you know, my soon-to-be wife, um, now fiance, um, by the, I guess by the time you listen to the pod, we'll be married. Yeah. Yeah. Murr. Um, You're Murr. So not unmarried no more. No more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like that junk anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna be undead. We walking dead. But no, um it took a it took a while because, you know, like I was saying, my um my fiance, she had a child. Right. Um and so it was a little different because I remember like the first like when we got real serious, like first Father's Day, she's like real big on holidays. So she like bought me a gift and stuff. It was kinda weird. Because I'm not going to lie, I was one of those people, you know, because I didn't grow up with my dad. I didn't really ever celebrate Father's Day. And I was one of those people that would, like, shoot my mom a text on Father's Day. Oh, so, man, like, I was, uh, I was like, one of, I mean, to be honest, like, <laughs> a lot of people was. It was like, cause that's, that's what you knew. Yeah. Like, I didn't have any, like, you know, I didn't really have any positive older male figures that would be like, a, like, I... There's no one in my even now. There's no one in my life. I look at like, yeah, you were like a father figure to me. I got oh really? I got like older frat brothers that are like big brothers, but they're not 
you know, father figures per yeah, se. We, we always say we raised you in the frat house now. Yeah. So for real, that was good just and bad. Stewart, thing. <laughs> yeah, good <laughs> and bad. Stewart was my Stewart was your that's cousin, bro. That was our pet. Let me get some food, bro. Let me get some food. Let him make you tough. Right. So, nah, but it when was yeah when was it that you uh you said I okay I am a father I'm now pretty much I'm, yeah I'm, I'm a stepdad I'm the daddy. Well, I was I'm, always doing like father type things I okay. guess um far as with you know just being there to, for that guidance and and leadership and I'm still learning because it it is a little different especially when you're quote unquote stepdad because my my mom always told me because me and my sister have different dads but mm-hmm. we never thought of each other as like step siblings my mom right. always made sure we half. didn't or half or whatever mm-hmm. like she never really liked that term she that's was not like, my kids i don't yeah do that. You're, y'all are family yep so like it was it was a little different because i didn't have a good relationship with my quote-unquote stepfather and good is like a understatement like i did had horrible relationships with most of them so mm-hmm. i was always kind of worried about that so like when the when the relationship between me and my, you know, quote unquote stepson like was evolving, I just always kind of swayed away because I never wanted to. It's always kind of harder because you you don't want to be too stern because you don't want I didn't want to be like that person that you don't like. You also don't want to be too lax because you still need to have their respect. Their respect. So, but um, <laughs> Tess, she she was good with that because she she always backed me up when you know I I, I would step in for discipline too and. I, I wasn't like, no, I was never like the type of person, like, even though, um, you know, we were raised older where we, you know, we beat our kid. Well, we got beat as kids mm-hmm. or whatever. Whoopings. Like, I, or, yeah, they were beatings. <laughs> <laughs> they were beatings. Get that fucking belt, <laughs> boy. They were beatings. I was always one of the people, I'm more of like, make you do calisthenics. And like, with me, you used to work worse than me. Like, you get beat all day, but it's just like how it was when we was online, like, that getting talked to and lectured, that shit worse. Like if if someone got a lecture, you'd be like, man, just beat me so I can cry and go to sleep. It's like that like, punishment or, or whooping. I used to blame man, whoop me so I'm so going outside. Go outside. Exactly. <laughs> I don't like them taking away my freedoms and <laughs> shit. Yeah, like no, outside. no game. I'm yeah. like, God damn. First time I was like, nah, I'm gonna go to punishment. I thought about it. So that's nah, like that the, the new new punishment, like because uh, that like was, calisthenics and stuff. Yeah, so, so that was like with me. So was that the moment when you started doing disciplining things that, no, that just, you thought yeah, like okay, having a having to do different things like i said like what what are the things well um like just having to be there like when child is like sick or things such as that nature when you have to step in that role and it's not nobody there but you the child and you Mm. know whoever your significant other is like and then like i think like maybe like last year the year before that that was when i like first like i was able to kind of embrace the whole like Father's Day, but Father's Day is still like a minuscule holiday. Like it's not hyped up. I still don't know where it is, know when it is. Even because like it's so much hype around Mother's Day. It's like Mother's Day is coming. Like it's like a probably one of the biggest holidays of the year next to like Thanksgiving. Right. You know. Um, Valentine's it's like, up there. Yeah, somewhat. Middle Species okay. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to Middle Species Saturday, man. Y'all, yeah. y'all celebrating but it that. Was, you know, from listening to Kelvin, because Kelvin was always big on that, like, not downplaying Father's Day. So I guess yeah, like no. a couple of years ago is when I really embraced like, okay, I am a a stepfather, which is always kind of weird because even when, where was I at? I was somewhere. Were y'all with me? Well, this one girl, she was just like, I think I was with, I think we were going to, we might've been going to get his sizes or shoes or something. 
Cause this dude, he wearing same size, not same size shoe as me, but he he's not in a boy size anymore. He's a grown man nine. Hey, man, 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 hey, like, hey bro, is he is he is he is he firing back at you yet? No, he ain't cursing at you a little side eye every yeah, now and then. Yeah, yeah. see, he got the age. Yeah, that's, he teen. That's, he preteen. Nah, nah, he's no, coming. No, no, teen. Cause see, I work with kids. It's gonna be teen when he gets that thirteen. Oh, that when they hit. That's when it, when you hear a teen on him, mm. and you tell him, "Yeah, you little preteen." You ready for like, that, bro? No, I'm mean, kind of tall well, too. You, you be yeah, like, he gonna be tall. You gonna get folded up? Like what you that? talking about? <laughs> like nah, but yeah. you. you you still like it's it's sometimes little stuff because like kids they're they're maturing a lot faster than we did because they have access to so much more stuff now. So you still you still see a little like huffing and puffing sometimes. You be like, what you said? Like you know, you flash back to your mom and your mom used to be like, boop. Like we was just we was more. I feel like back in the day we were more scared of our parents than the kids are now. It was like, more of a fear. And yeah, I think now we want to look for like res- like real respect. Like yeah. they lean a lot on fear. We want. I think we looking for more respect. Like mutual respect. We more talk to our kids and explain to them. Like sometimes you got whooping, you like you weren't still yeah. weren't totally clear well, on I what the whooping was I didn't for. get that many whoopings growing up, but my brother had hella whoopings. Mm. Some of the whoopings he got, I didn't understand. Like it was sometimes he got whooped, and I'd just be like, man, I think. I'm like, yeah, and then a lot of times they, a lot of times time they whoop, they be mad when they do it. So yeah, I'm like, bro, what, so are, what kind of whooping are you brother? giving? Yeah, my like my little brother, like, Carrie used to get hella whoopings. Mm. Carrie used to be, but see, Carrie used to do shit like look at you and say like, I'm gonna kill you. And my mom okay. be like, <laughs> yeah. my mom be like, oh, for real, get that belt then. Like, nigga, like I'm gonna show you, you don't yeah. love me. Well, she should have been asking question like, why you say that? Like, Fuck that, I'm gonna get <laughs> this shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> and that was a real, that was a real thing. They was like, I'll just beat this bad behavior I'll out beat of this you. Bad behavior, and that's you. like not how it works. You didn't or, know what it was. I mean, I, I, anger, of course. Like yeah. once you start going to therapy, you realize yeah. it's just a bunch of fucking anger, and yeah. like and you don't know how to express that anger. You and don't it know how come to out crazy, and it goes back to what we talking about today, fatherhood. Because yeah. like this started happening when my dad and my mom split up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My brother was in the middle. I knew my dad. My dad, my brother, kind of knew, and my mm-hmm. sister didn't know at all. Really. Right. So my brother just knew. Well, like, where's you know where's this dude at? You know what I'm saying? Cause my brother was a hyper type of kid, and my dad he'll play. So like, where does this dude at? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And just all that resentment, all that anger, it just okay, comes out. You know okay. what I mean? I got you. Okay, so I, so okay, so when you said when you did the discipline thing, that that's kind of when you 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 got there. And I guess I I just want to move on. And I wouldn't really say discipline. Like it was more of like you said, like a, I, yeah, what, I think it was more into like having to be there for when. When your child isn't feeling that be well, and just and be res- yeah, be responsible. responsible. Like, mm. and there's nobody else for you to look at, look up to, but you and your significant other. Like, y'all have to work as a team, right? Because if they're you, um, they're not feeling well because um, trash sickle cell. Mm. So you know, I had never really been in the hospital before, but sometimes you know, when he has his pain crises, he has to go, and it's like a different type of you know pain. Just you know that. You can't deal with it and it's, it's, it's kind of difficult. So it puts you into a different mind state that you can't really, and as a parent, it's like you can't really help them. You just got to be there for them. You, you can't, it's nothing that you can so do. Yeah, I got some that, uh, you know, I'm learning, but that was like a big thing, just having to be there. Okay. You know, so. Okay. Yeah, and, and I guess for me to answer that question, all right, it's not a long question. All right, I mean, <laughs> just people like, you want to be the Godfather? I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Now is that I mean, is, is that but, cultural? Cause when I tell white people about like godfathers and godmothers, they look at me crazy. Like, what is that? No, 
I think no white people have godfathers and godmothers for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's like uh, Catholic people. Yeah, I think, I think, I think it's sure. a religion thing. Yeah, white there's like, a whole movie called Godfather. I don't know because I, I still think it's like it's not as common as we. It's think. not. It's, it's, it it's does not, not originate with black people. <clears throat> I wouldn't no, say no, no. black people. The, 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 the so the way they break it down is the communal part of it. Like mm-hmm. so, you know how we originally came up in villages. So you would normally your brother would be a default godfather. Even I thought the, it had to be outside your family. No, normally your brother would be a default godfather. Yeah. Even to the point that if you died, your brother would take on your wife. Yeah, yeah. That's how some of the people in the Oh, yeah, they did do that sometimes. So, like, that's how that godfather community thing worked. We came over here. It's kind of like, I think white people, it's kind of like white people in fraternities. When you talk to them about being in a fraternity, they'll tell you, oh, I used to be. And you tell them you're still, and they be like, they look at you like they don't understand. Hey, you ain't in college no more. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> the same thing with the Godfather. Like they get that moniker, but we take it as, hey, you you the God Daddy, and I'm gonna need you to hold it down. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I've seen people change God Dads. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. I mean, I mean, cause, I mean, depending on what okay. you need, you know. Yeah. I, I, and I, then I don't really don't even know what the role of a Godfather is because it's like I'm thinking like the official definition is if something happened to them. You take the kid, and I'm like, that's the official definition. That's, like, that's how it normally used to be set up. Like, if it hits the fan, I gotta take over. And I'm like, man, over. I ain't in a position to do that for none of my godchildren at that time. So I'm like, I don't know how that worked. You know what I'm saying? Because I know, like, I'm not even the closest person with the kids. Like, like I'm Brandon's godfather to his two kids. Uh-huh. But I only seen the kids like three or four times, honestly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, if some shit happened, I know I'm not first. I'm not in the top 10 to got but, them take over. Yeah, but also but people got good. different definitions of what yeah. that person is supposed to do and, you know, all that. So, I mean, I get it. You know, I appreciate the offers uh, to be a godparent, but but that's what it is. But now I want to switch topics and go, not topics, but uh, kind of switch to like what, do you feel like a good father looks like in general in 2019? I know we probably touched on this on the last father fatherhood episode, which y'all should check that out. I'll have to post up soon, but what do you think fatherhood should look like now in 2019? Cause it's a lot different from, you know, back when we were getting ready to start you a C knowledge. Well, it's crazy. Cause uh, me and my boy, uh, shout out to Eldridge. Uh, He was on the pod. We were talking about this the other day. Um, Cause this is movie. Netflix it's called The Boy Who Harnessed the Wind mm. and you know it's about the dude the boy that's in the African village that they're going through a drought and he builds this windmill to bring water like okay. irrigation system but throughout the movie you see the father and the son just battling almost right mm. and um, out of that we had a conversation about man we realized there's three things that a father needs to provide to their child mm. right so in 2019, it's probably more than more than ever, right? right. Um, so the first thing we talked about was like trust and belief, right? Trust and believe, trust and believe the fact that look, I raised you, you my son. I might have to trust that as my son, if you bring something to me as a man, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to trust that it's, I, I can listen to it because right. you my son, right. not just a child, mm-hmm. right? And I need to believe in you. Uh, the second thing is resources, because like in the in the movie we see that the resources that he needed was that bike. He basically, he, him and his dad was arguing because he needed a bike to get the windmill to work. Mm-hmm. And the dad's like, no, I'm nothing. This is the only bike we have. I got to travel to get the food. Like, no, yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. get this bike. You know, yeah. you know African dads is too right, right. hard nose with it. 
So resources, you had to be a, a, you as a father need to be able to provide resources to your child, period. Like they're going to need it, especially as they get older. Resources for like a dream or anything. Like it's, it's a different type of feeling when your child comes to you at 18 and needs something. Like this is opportunity pops. I need this. Right. You, however old you are, you should be able to provide. Right. Uh, the third thing, um, Actual actual help. Like the third thing we said was actual hands-on help. Right. You as a father need to be able to actually help your child. Like mm. if, if your child comes to you and says, so out of those three things, your child comes to you and says, Dad, I got this idea. Right. And you know your child has talent. Mm. So you need to trust and believe in his talent. First mm. thing. Okay, got you. What's your idea? Bake shop. Cause you know I've been baking since this age. Oh yeah, like, you got the, the hands-on experience with yeah, that. Y'all you know supposed to be doing the, we're doing the lemonade, lemonade in a couple yeah, weeks. Lemonade, yeah, so we're doing lemon, lemonade. What is it? Lemonade and Lem- lemonade and cheesecake. Okay, lemonade and so, cheesecake. Okay. Yeah, so want to bake, right? So boom. So we've been doing this all these years, and I got to believe in that. So now mm. I need to be able to be as a father, give you resources to start this business. Because right. of course you're a child, you probably don't have the full resources, or you're a young adult, you don't have the full resources. So I should be able to fund that. Right. Then I should also come into your store, help paint, set up. Oh, call that. people whatever it is all yeah. that as a father mm. now and that's and that's just the over the overarching providing and so those are the three things you those think. are the three main things main things like to be a successful, okay. yeah to be a successful father because like you can look at it and you can think about like if you don't have a father right you don't get those three things it kind of puts you a little further back even if you do have a father you only get one out of three things you right. still can recognize the Lack, right? You know what I mean. So you want to aspire to have those three things. At the end, in the movie, those three things are given. The boy gets the windmill going. The water comes in. He saves the village. The dad looking like, I'm glad I believed in you. But you know, son, also kind of like we could do this early, right? Okay. You know what I mean? yeah. All right. You got any? Um, what do you think fatherhood <laughs> should look like, man? You coming into a marriage now, man? And so fatherhood is. You probably have your own kid so popping out in about two years. A cowless <laughs> with them big ass ears. Uh, they gonna have big ears, nigga. If not, which they bet I cut those small ears, nigga. What your kids gonna have, nigga? See all this goodness right here, oh, huh? Oh, boy, Come out with a beard, <laughs> hey, a patchy one too. All right, Anthony Hamilton. Um, but yeah, with me, I was just trying to think of three things. Um, you don't have to, bro. That's just his list. What? Yeah, yeah. Just tell me in general with well, fatherhood, and I we got a lot of questions to get through, yeah, and, and call, call in. So cool. I'm, I'm still I'm still searching on that because with me not growing up with my father, I can only look at things that I've that I've seen from other fathers, I would be like, yeah, that's something. I, I'm one of those people, I, I look at what other people are doing and take the positives and the negatives and try to implement it into my own life style. So I would say one thing for me is like, father should be there like as a protector. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so protecting the household, you know, that that could be like physically, um, you know, whether you believe in your right to bear arms or whatever th- that is, or, you know, just, like if someone comes into your household or just to keep things away, whether you believe in, you know, the whole spiritual aspect, you should just be the, the leader and protector of, of your household. Um, Let me get my daddy. Yes. <laughs> uh, stuff like that. Like if they come to you with a problem, you should, you know, you should have a solution. Um, another thing to me is like as a role model, you should be a positive role model. Like 
you if you have a son, you should be someone we look at like, hey, I want to be like my pops. Oh, but let me tell you, in that case, y'all, look, I'm glad you said that. A lady said this the other day, and I'm glad you said that, mm-hmm. that even though a father should be in a child's life, not all fathers should be in all their children's lives because that, like you said, that positive role model, because you know I work with kids. So we at the part the other day, little kids. So you said, let me get your statement right first. You said all all fathers fathers should not be in their children's lives if they're not going to be positive. Oh, okay, because they're not whole people themselves. Because they're not going to be positive. Yeah, that goes back into what you said. Because this little boy came to us, and this is what he said. The little boy said, hey, you know me, I was working with the kids. He said, hey, give me that bike. It was like, who are you talking to? Point to LJ. He said, you. <laughs> oh, trash ass, hoe ass nigga. Oh. How old was he? Had to be eight or nine. God damn. Oh, trash man. ass, hoe ass nigga. Wow. So he said, who are you talking to? You better watch your mouth. You need some respect right here. He said, the little boy said, I don't give a fuck. My daddy kill you in these streets. Wow. Then he came to me and said, let me get some of them condoms. I said, what you need condoms for? This is a true story on everything. I said, what you need condoms for? Put on my wee-wee. Oh, I said, your wee-wee for what? Because I'm out here fucking. I said, me and Elsa walked away. How y'all walk away, bro? We had to walk away because we didn't know what to say. Bro, it was so, we were so off guard. And we, you know, talked to our account, the the director about it. And she just said, look, we know we'll be promoting that all fathers. But she said, you're going to find out. Yeah, in this field, you're gonna realize not all fathers need to be in that house because hmm. that's where you be learning that bullshit my, from. My challenge to that, when I say the the positive role model thing, because you write about that, it had to be positive because you could turn it around the other way. Because and not to to get on to a, a whole another subject, but it's the same thing. It's it's a lot of negative mothers out there too that are forced to have the kids with them. So, but the thing with me is I still, you need to be a positive role model, but if your father is a negative role model, I still feel like the children may not need to be around that, but they need to see that because what'll happen a lot of times, like a lot of things that I battle with, I feel like my father might've battled with the same things. So hey, maybe well, if I, uh, I mean, just, just things in general, I mean, I'm not getting into <laughs> Video game addiction. No, like just in general. You I mean, can't I'm give not, me one thing that's not so deep. Video I game. Mean, I guess really with. I mean, just with being a, a a black man, like is it's just it's things that like your mother cannot teach you, like how you have to how you have to handle yourself in certain situations. Like even with me, with being in in corporate America, we have to you know, straddle that line about, you know, being strong, but not too strong, you know, that we're intimidating to to other people because the black man is very intimidating to a lot of other people, like a lot of people in other races and people always think of us as aggressive and we'll express ourselves. And a lot of times people take us expressing ourselves as aggression. So we always have to learn how to watch our tone in, in different levels. Um, but with me, like, even if I was able just to, to talk to him about, different things like a lot of people uh kind of get on me about like not being like quote unquote athletic even though I'm tall but it was because my mom wasn't in sports at all so you know I never had anybody to kind of be like hey let's go outside and dribble the basketball or whatever like I would go outside and play with my play with my friends but my mm-hmm. mom was more on like books so like when I was young I, I used to read a whole lot mm-hmm. like you know and you know play in the house or whatever like that but I would go outside and stuff but 
I didn't really have anybody. You know how most people, their their fathers are. And even though it is some moms now that are, Put their kids in sport, but my mom wasn't. Their dad be the one that my after mom, the game yeah. be like, "Come out, we doing five. Yeah. Bro, I saw a dude throwing the football to his son, and every time his son caught it, the dad be like, "Yeah, boy, had to be six. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, my dad know. ain't my dad ain't never do that. So yeah, I can't I can't get jiggy with that. I mean, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I, no, I, I'm, it, I'm it's just different saying, experiences though. No, that makes, that's no, what, what happens. I, normally, what I'm though. saying is like if. You probably just naturally went outside and and played sports with your you had brothers, right? I just played with my friends. You played with your friends and yeah. were brothers and stuff. I didn't like my friends, we would we would occasionally like play sports or whatever like that, but it wasn't a focus of mine. Yeah, and sometimes dads, we get this it's just like drill sergeant things. Mm-hmm. Like to to end's point, yeah, you might play with your friends, but your dad will be the one like cause I didn't grow up with my dad fully all the time. My brother did. You can tell the difference when we play basketball. Mm-hmm. My brother, like my dad and my brother, outside all night. Okay, hit the ball, shoot, hit the ball, shoot. And he, like I said, not even like like I said is because you can you can learn to play with other, but it just yeah. it wasn't a focus. It wasn't yeah. a focus of mine. Like I, I had other. I was more into like science and stuff like and, and animals and stuff. That that was my like main focus. But not to say like that there aren't because there are people who are just more naturally. But it just wasn't something that I naturally like did. But I probably would have wanted to play sports a little bit when I was younger, just just yeah. to do it. You love sports, yeah, I, I do. Like I, really I love basketball, love but I got into that like on my own mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, you know, just you know, from from having old because I was always around like older people, so mm-hmm. I would see them playing, and I couldn't really play and stuff like them. So I would always like you know I was more in, like into the stats and things such as that nature because. To be honest, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, my dream job probably would have loved to be like a sportscaster. Like, I think that would be real fun or whatever. So um, Coming soon, Words of KB <laughs> Sportscast. Nah, he want to do yeah, a sports. He want to do a sports yeah. show. So ba- Basic sports. I could talk sports all day. You know, you do have some interesting opinions. Can we do call-ins on that? Just let me, you and my yeah. brothers do that. Yeah. And Henry. Yeah. yeah. No, no but to to me, what I say that all to say, like, I... Uh, Cause even I've I've had that conversation, you know, with my significant other, how you know he how Trey he still needs to have that interaction with his father, positive or negative, because you need to be around them, like to see so how they, even or negative. You need to see, yeah. Because how do you deal? Like, do you think it's Nobody easier? That negative, bro. I mean, it's, I rather have not. They're negative. No, bro. Th- see, nah. sometimes that see, so, but I, and I know what in me. Sometimes that negative. It's kind of like how I used to come to Atlanta for the summers, right? Mm-hmm. And mind you, when I'm at home in Charleston growing up, church boy, right? All we do, go to church, come to Atlanta, freak Nick, uh, ass. Just, I mean. Dark, saying, make the connection. I'm like the connection is, even though you might be in a negative environment, it shapes you as a child because you get to, you get a little seasoning with, 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 with the recipe. You I don't know, know if it's like, the right seasoning. It, it, every every I, I think it always is. I think all your experiences shape you because if it because nine times out of ten you might be in a negative environment, but your dad like my dad wasn't negative. It was just the you know, we grew up no, in college. He Park. said negative that's what it person. Means. That's, no, that's, no, he ain't I, saying environment. He's I'm saying they about, need to be he's saying that it's more important for you to be around your father. Yes, it may be negative or positive, but it's important that you be around your I father. Like is that when, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like once you get yeah. a certain now, you shouldn't be like what you were saying with the little boy. Like, that he probably, saying, like, he, he probably don't need don't, to be no, around no. that nigga. Yeah, he don't need to be about, around that I'm nigga. I'm talking about when you get a certain age, 
Like you need to see how that person is because what you mean a lot to me. So I, what I'm saying, explain the age well, thing because just like kind of how you saw like in Boys in the Hood, how when he got like because when the young boy when he's becoming a man, if there's not a man, if there's not a positive man in the household, he needs to be around one. Yeah, but what I'm saying, you said negative or positive. That that well, guy I, is around a negative no, I, influence. He, he, he don't. I don't think he needs to be around no negative influence anyway. Because that's who he's gonna be. He, mean, he, does, he doesn't need to per se like be raised by him. But you when I say be around, he should see it. He should know that his dad exists and stuff. But yeah. he probably shouldn't be around him. He needs to be able to to be with him to be like this is what I don't want to be because best believe because some of that stuff is hereditary. Some stuff you'll just you'll be like why do I act like this or why do I do this. And that might have been something that your 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 whether it's like um, you know commitment issues and relationships on on why you don't trust people a certain way. Your father may have did the the same things you do and had those same experiences, and he'll be able to tell you, "Hey, son, you know when I was that age, like I had to deal with that too, or that was something I battled with." Because your mom can only shape you so much, and if you don't have those that that positive role model in your life and then you're you're gonna have challenges and stuff because a lot of this stuff is hereditary so like you're saying that you naturally I, I, just wanna, I just wanna be clear so you're saying that they you should you, sh- you should know who your father is for when you're an adult but if they're children they shouldn't be cause they can't they can't really I'm not they can't really dissect it depends. All the things I, a bad I, I, father does. I know, I know what he's getting at. He mean well, like, me. because he, he got, you got to compare and contrast. Like, in his situation. Yeah, that's what, if I, he, he, that's if what he's talking about. If his stepson goes and say he does see a negative situation, one thing automatically his stepson would say, it ain't like this back home. Yeah, that's true. But in his situation, he got good and then negative well, over here. Well, what I'm not, saying is not, not, and now everything is not like, like with, with, Keith, with your situation, we talk. He probably just doesn't need to be in that home at all. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about like it may be some things that your father does that like he might drink a lot on the low. Like drink, yeah. like it might be beer. Like you might go to his house and won't be no beers in the refrigerator. Go to his dad's house, like how I was with me. Mm. My mom, no beers, no wine. Go to my dad's house, twelve pack in the refrigerator. That means it's that's a little different. Or even just, mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say like anything like detrimental to your health or anything like that. Just maybe just how they act. Like if you're like me, me just, I guess I can use this as an example. Me and Trey are like very different. Mm-hmm. We're both, you know, fun and, and chilling, but he's, he's a lot more touched with his feelings than me. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't raised like that. I'm, I'm not like that at all, but I think his, his father may be, his father may, you know, have that same type of interactions or dealt with that same type of thing, or maybe have that same kind of, you know, like Trey is like, I, even though I, I never really played, like I ran track and stuff, but I wasn't, I was always very competitive. Mm-hmm. Even if I wasn't the best athletes, always hated to lose. Like, and I'm just naturally just competitive with everything that I do. I, I like to win. Like yeah. Trey's more like laid back, chill, like, and he's more athletic, quote unquote, naturally than me. Like he can come out and play baseball, football, basketball, doesn't really try real like chill. Like, and I, I don't really understand it. Cause I'll be like, you need to do this. And his, his mom is the same way. She's very competitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we don't really know like why he's like, he's like that, but his dad is probably real chill like that. And from when yeah, I've talked with him, yeah, like, yeah. And he's real chill. Like whatever the situation, he just like chill and laid back. And so I say that to say that, him being around his pops will make him make him see like 
there's nothing wrong with that, that he's, that he's like that. And he needs to be able to see like, oh, that's why I'm like, wait, even though you got two parents in your household, they're like really like pushing you like, hey, this is what you need to do. But mm. that's not your natural personality. Okay. And he needs to be able to see where that comes from and see that because a lot of times people will try to separate that whole side of the family. Like even if the daddy is raggedy per se, they'll be like, well, you don't need to be around that side of family. Like you could be cutting yourself on a whole that's your roots. That's where you came yeah, you from. Have to know your roots. Yeah, you have I mean, to know I get roots. that, but I I just don't think children they don't have the the, the intelligence yet to do that. They don't have the intelligence to say, "Oh, I get this part from my daddy." Like I don't I think children have that. Yeah, nah, some children have a little bit more discernment than you believe. Well, I, I don't know. I, I never had. I never had those thoughts. Until like out until my like eight, late twenties, like, where I hit, was like, "Oh, I get this from my dad." Like by, by the time they hit eight or nine, these kids start having their yeah, own I'm emotions. Like, and no, 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 I, they do have their own, but I don't think they can. I don't think they can discern like, "Oh, this comes this attributes about myself," because that's that takes a lot of internal. Uh, you know, you have to look at yourself internally you, and well, say, "Okay, I get this attribute you from say my it, father." But like, when you say it happens. though, like because it's happening with my kids a lot. Their moms would say it, right? And then, oh, like, you get that from your daddy. They, they'll but say, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll say like with the math, that. right? They'll say to my son, "Oh, you get that from your dad." So then, when me and my son are doing math problems with, with each other, and then it works easy, he's like, "Yeah, dad," because you know, mom told me you. Yeah, and he yeah. sees it, and he's like, "Oh, I get it from you." You don't have you know nothing I mean? to, to compare it to. That's that's just, uh, such a big thing of like when you'll go through stuff. You don't have really, you don't have any like children. The way their minds think is like they're really big on like seeing things and like comparing it like they're very like straightforward very thinkers. Visual. so they're like okay this is why I'm doing that and they may not be able to process like oh but they'll know they'll be able to see somebody doing something similar to them and be like oh okay that's that's this okay, okay. that's that's normal for me to think that way or for me to do that okay so and, all right and they don't feel weird about it. my daughter she's in tune with her emotions she yeah. writes poetry and she's like it kind of weirded it out a little bit and then her mom's like well your dad yeah and then she saw some what I was doing, and she's like, "Oh, okay." And there it is. Now okay. she's comfortable. Yeah, and I don't. I, I really don't like to speak on kids because I don't know. I don't have kids, so I'm like, not yet. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. So uh, now we want to. Because uh, uh, on our last fatherhood episode, we talked really. Um, we really focused on the dynamics we had with our fathers most of the time. So on this episode, I want to go externally and get some different experience from different fathers. You know, different experience from um, some women about their fathers. And talk about that. So, um, so let's do a call in. So this is a uh, um, Jamar Jamar Hudson um, from the Fatherhood Podcast. So I reached okay. out to him a couple of weeks ago. Um, I like something on his page, and if I like something on somebody's page, I usually just uh, give him a call. So he's a, um, he, uh, is he? What's that? The Dunbar Center? I think that's where they. Uh, I'm not sure, but we about to give him a call right now. Let's see if he picks up. Um, See here, either that or the Black Man Lab. One of those two. It might be. No. Jamar speaking. Jamar, this is KB man with the words with KB podcast. How you doing? What's going on, my man? How's everything? Hey man, we we good over here rocking, man. Uh, uh, can you hear us fine? Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear, man. Okay, cool, man. Um, uh, we got the, we got the whole cast up here, man. We got uh, C knowledge and my man, basic logic. What's going on? Um, yeah. we were, we were co- covering some, you know, uh, we covered two questions so far on this episode, right? Um, okay. It was, it was um, what 
what does fatherhood look like to you in 2019? Um, and then I wanted to talk about uh, when when did you actually become a father? So um, I want to you know pose these questions to you. I wanted you to uh, I want you to talk about fatherhood and what it means to you, and I want you to talk about your podcast, the the fatherhood podcast. And I want you to, uh, you know, kind of kind of tell us what inspired you to do uh, the Fatherhood Podcast, too. And introduce yeah, yourself yeah. to the people, man. Yeah, appreciate Appreciate y'all having me on. Um, I'll start with your last question first. You know, my son was born November of 2018. And, you know, I, I was just, throughout the process of my wife's pregnancy, I was just trying to figure out a way, like, how can I, this is our first son. Mm-hmm. So how can I really you know, express how I feel like in a public space. You know, I thought about, you know, doing a blog, um, thought about getting into like photography, going and like researching cameras and stuff like that. Mm. And just taking a whole bunch of pictures of him. Um, and then the idea of a podcast came, came to, to be, man, I always wanted to do one, but didn't really want to do um, like the typical, something everybody else does. Right. So when I just, you know, found out I was going to become a dad, you know, I was like, okay, let me just use this opportunity to launch something that I could really talk about something that was personal to me and, you know, I could really express how I felt about it and kind of grow in the podcast world as I, as I grew as a father. So that's kind of how the fatherhood podcast came to be, man. I mean, okay. I started in November last year and I've been going ever since, man, take a little break for the summer, but you know, been, been, you know, been going pretty strong and consistent since November of last year. Right, right, right. So, and you have the fatherhood po- podcast. So, so father, father's day should be pretty big for you. Right. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's, it's my first one. It's kind of weird, man. Cause I don't really know, you know, how to feel, you mm. know what I'm saying? It, it, it's still the whole being a dad thing, being a father thing is still surreal to me. Like what's even the, what's surreal about it. I mean, you, you a new father on here that we hit. So uh, currently on the podcast, we have a stepfather and then okay. uh, C knowledge has uh, two children of his own. I'm just okay. a godfather. So I'm, I'm okay. just, I'm just throwing that in there so I can feel like I belong. But uh, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. So like how do what you know, what makes you feel that way that, you know, kind of surreal and, you know, it's just a fact of having a kid, like having this new human you're responsible for. Yeah, man. I mean, you said it, man. Just having someone that you're responsible for, man. Someone that came from, from, from your body. You know, your your blood. Your, you hear people say all the time, "My flesh, my blood," but that is a, re- a real thing, man. Right. You know, every once in a while, even at you know seven months old now, you know, I'll just kind of randomly look at him and I'm like, "Wow, we really got you know a son." You know, we right. really got someone that you that he is. You know, 100% dependent on you for everything. You're responsible for his life. And that, that changes, man, especially when you're first one. Your lifestyle changes. Mm. It's a complete 180, man. You you know, you're used to, you know, whether you're married or whether you're just, you know, with your significant other, you're, you have to alter your life to fit this new person in it. You know, right. you can't, it, it ain't no part-time thing. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's 100%. You got to be all in on it. And, you know, every once in a while, I just kind of, you know, because I'm 36, about to be 37. So for yeah. 30, all of my adult life, it's just been me. And then when I got married and now I have this person I have to be responsible for. And that, that's the feeling, man. That you got to, it takes some time to get used to, even though even seven, eight months in the game now, it's still something that every once in a while, it's, that's what I mean when I say it's surreal. It's like, wow, I, I, I'm responsible for this person. Right. Now, how long were you married before you uh, before you had a kid? 
two years, man. My wife and I got married in, 20, in September of 2016. Okay. And, um, we had Emory in November of 2018. So we, you know, we spent the first two years just kind of, you know, enjoying marriage, doing a little bit of traveling, just still trying to enjoy, you know, life before kids. And then, right. you know, we found out, you know, we were, we were pregnant in the spring of last year. So mm-hmm. last year around this time is, you know, we were going through pregnancy. So he came in November. Okay. Now, now how's the relationship with your father? Uh, do, you, do you feel like, that relationship uh, has a lot of impact on, you know, you being a father right now or how does yeah, that Yeah, I mean, yeah, no doubt. I mean, um, my dad was in my life. He I mean, grew up in a two-parent household. Um, I will say that there are some things, now that I'm a dad, you know, I, I understand a little bit better of what some of the things he was trying to do um, as I was growing up. Because a lot of times, you know, when you're young, you go through that rebellious stage. And then when you get on your own, you try to, you know, figure out the world for yourself. Um, and then when you become a dad, you, you, you tend to kind of look back and see some of the things that, you know, he was trying to, you know, prepare me for and instill in my life so I could be, you know, a good dad, a good, good friend, a good husband or whatever. Um, also, I will say there are some things that, you know, now that I'm a dad, I know there are some things that, that were done in my household I, I don't necessarily want to do as, as a dad. Um, and that, that's another thing you, you come to realize. Um, when you become a father, you know, some of the, some of the things that maybe your parents did, you may not want to implement in your life as a, as a, as a dad. Um, and there are other things that you want to continue the, the tradition, so to speak. Um, but yeah, I mean, he he definitely, you know, set, set was definitely a good role model for me, um, as a father and, you know, definitely, um, you know, had a huge impact on how I want to, you know, continue, um, now that I have a son of my own. Right. Yeah. Okay, well that was dope, man. Uh, um, I want you to uh, uh, plug your podcast one time, man. We got a lot of call-ins to get into today, man. Cause yeah, want to get all these different, uh, you know, experiences people have with their fathers, and, and you know, you were you're a new father too, man. So that that's really good to hear, like the excitement that you have in being a father, man. Uh, and do you think like the the age has something to do with uh, like how you view? Like if that would have happened ten years ago, would you be the same way? Um, you know what, man, it's funny you asked me, I was actually having a conversation yesterday. I could not see myself 10, 15 years ago with a, with a child. Cause I know a lot of people, you know, I grew up with, went to high school with who had kids, you know, right out of high school, right out of college in their early twenties. And just looking back, you know, I could not imagine myself at 36, 37, having a teenager right now, you know, wasn't prepared, not saying that you can't do it, because obviously people do it and are successful. But for me, knowing where I was at 22, 23, I just could not picture that part, you know, of my life going that way. Um, so I think for me personally, it worked out that, you know, I was, it had it quote unquote late on in life in my mid thirties. I was a little bit more established, a little bit more prepared mentally right. um, and emotionally to kind of take on that responsibility. Okay. Okay, cool, man. Go ahead and pub that podcast yeah, one yeah. more time, man. Well, I appreciate y'all having me on, man. Thanks a lot for the opportunity. Um, I, I'm host of the Fatherhood Podcast. Um, you can find me on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, hit me up on my Instagram at the Fatherhood Podcast and uh, on my personal pages at Jamar Hudson. And, you know, just I appreciate y'all, man. Hey, no problem, man. Uh, get out there podcast, man. I'll see, I'll see what you uh, got coming out for Father's Day, bro. All right, man. Appreciate y'all. All right, man. Take it easy. Yep. Later. Cool, man. The Fatherhood Podcast, man. Y'all make sure y'all tune in and subscribe to that, man, if y'all, if y'all like it. 
subscribe, leave him a review, all that, man. So we uh so we got some more call ins. We wanna call Nidra. Y'all remember Nidra? Yes. You remember Nidra? Yeah. Why you made that face? <laughs> do you do you know what I'm talking about though? Yeah, yeah, she be on social media. She be on social media going ham ham. So, uh, let's call Nidra. Okay. We're 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 you're recording you, so Hello. Nidra, what's so good? What's good? What's good? How you doing? Doing good. Just out riding around. You know how it is. Yeah, you are. You are on uh, Words with KB podcast, man, and we we have a uh, uh, Ian Basic Logic on here, and we got Yerp. C Knowledge. What's up, guys? What? Y'all gonna say hey, something? Europe. Ian, you want? Huh? I, I said Europe. What's the hey, A? What does that mean? That's your beginning statement yes. right now. Oh, what up, Nidra? <laughs> Hi. Hey, how you doing? Fine. <laughs> so, uh, the purpose of uh, needs we, we, I put a post online about uh, you know your experience with fathers, and um, you know you had some pretty aggressive statements. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, can can you tell the people what you said about uh, uh fathers and, and fatherhood? All right. Well, I'm gonna start off like this. Like for me, <laughs> father, my image of fatherhood was tainted at a young age because my dad was never around mm-hmm. or whatnot. My dad was alive, but he was just out and about living his life. Right. So from an early age, I have always been like, you know, fatherhood, either they going to be there or they not. Okay. So it was an on so, and off thing. It was just it, it, either good or bad, pretty much. Yeah. Okay. It, it was like, you know, he wasn't there. He had his responsibilities, you know, but later on in life, he was like, you know, your mom, you know, your mom allowed me to do me, you know. She took care of you, and, you know, she just allowed me to do me. Okay. So from, from him saying that to me, I was like, wow, bro, that's how you feel? And, like, that, and that's something, that's, some, that's a conversation you had as an adult with your father. Yeah, okay. like, that's the same relationship I had even to the day he died. Mm. Like, if you, bro, because mm. you, you lived your life, right? Mm. All right, cool. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, like. Even when he died, like, I, I wasn't even there because I was like, shit, I'm not here living my life now, bro. Right, right. Because y'all didn't have that. Y'all didn't build a positive relationship. So you didn't have nah. any positive feelings going towards him. Okay. Nah, because it was, it was just tainted out the feeling that, you know, he wasn't there. Like, he just wasn't there. Okay. And um, I told him, I was like, as a parent, you'll get out of your kid what you put into your kid. Nothing from nothing equals nothing. Okay, so, so it's a, so it's, you look at like an investment, right? You invest in them. I think Mr. Keith, I uh, meant C. Knowledge was saying some stuff like that. You got to invest in your kids to get something back out of it. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. Okay, so uh, you had a question, basically? Yeah, uh, what's up, Nidra? It's, it's basic. What's good? No, so I had a similar experience with my father, how he wasn't really in my life as a child either, and think my first conversation I can remember having with him is right before I graduated from school, um, from college, from Fort Valley. Mm. Um, me talking to him, it was like an awkward conversation because it's probably one that we probably should have had a long time ago. But so it was kind of like a, we had the conversation, like kind of like kids. We was like, yeah, I'm trying to see, I'm trying to get out of it, get out there. And, you know, I'm just like, bro, like what you talking about? I'm I'm grown. You sound like a Yeah, so you saying he was talking to you like right. you was a kid. Yeah, like mm. it's like, come on, bro. Like you, you know, it's 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 twenty, you know, twenty ten or whatever it was the time is. Like if you're trying to get a hold of somebody, you can. But he said a similar right. thing where he was like that 
my he was glad that I had the mom I had because she was able to step in and take care of me. Now, the thing I would say is and I and I still to this day don't really have a relationship with him. I had more of a relationship with his brother who is now, you know, kind of passed away. Um, but with him, I still don't really have a relationship. But the thing with me is that, mm-hmm. you know, we we love our moms, but I also think our moms are to blame for that because I, I feel like a lot of times they let, and moms do that now, they let dads off the hook, you know, where they oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, well, they'll, they know that they're not involved and, you know, whether they have them on child support, whatever it is, that's all they kind of, if they do do that, that's all they kind of really ask for them. And then they kind of just let them be free. So you're saying and they don't put no pressure on them. They don't dad. put no pressure on them for, to mm. make them step up. Like, nah, this your kid too. Like, whereas, exactly. whereas like, and we have to start holding fathers accountable, mm. you know, on making sure that, you know, if they not trying to be, you know, like now, if it's a situation where it's unhealthy or, you know, where they're doing something like that, but, if you just don't want to be involved, like, and we're going to allow you not to be involved, like, nah, you still need to, this ain't no babysitting thing. You finna have to take your kid to, and I don't just want a check from you every month. You need to spend some quality time. And like, exactly. and I, I do put that out there to the moms out there. Like, don't let your personal feelings, just because the, the man may not want to be with you, don't let him separate himself and not be in the kid's life at all. Mm. And whether he's paying the child support or not, he still needs to be able to see his son, see his daughter. Like they still need to have that relationship. So, right. Yeah. yeah. That's a a great point. So how how, do you say that? Um, I'm going to touch on that. Like with my son's dad, um, I've always wanted him to be there. You know, I, I actually have the door open, but it's his personal choice to not be involved. You get what I'm saying? We've done child support court and all that stuff. But personally, he just don't want to be there. And with a parent, you can't force them to be there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you try to force them, it's going to become a detrimental situation to your child. Like, say, since he said he don't want, want to be there, like, I could just, you know, on the weekend, like, I want to the weekend, go to drop my son and say his parents are. It's going to become a detrimental situation because he don't want them. Mm. You feel me? This situation where he killed my kid because he don't want them. You get what I'm saying? So right. you can only hold them accountable as far as um, financially. You get what I'm saying? You can't, even when you take them to court, you can't force them to have visitation or anything if they say they don't want visitation. Right. So, you know, you can hold them accountable for what you can hold them accountable for. But you, what I had to learn was you just can't force them to be in the kitchen. Right. And that's it, probably, that's probably the good. first, that's probably what people's first response is though. You did this, you helped me, do, you helped make this kid, so you're going to help take care of it. But a lot of niggas don't give a fuck. Like, you know what I'm I mean? not saying right. forcing, I'm just saying like, make sure the door is still always open. No, we're saying, but the most of the time, most, most women's first response is to, you know, go in there forceful. Like, yeah. hey, what you doing? Why you not taking care? Why you not doing this? So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a that's a good point to make. Um, do you, now? Do you think so? How does that how does that affect your kid today? You think like or how how do you, how do you think do you see it affecting them at all or or no? No, no. Because see, my son, he's in a loving environment where he's loved by everybody. Mm. He has my family that's there. The situation was if the other party was in the picture. I feel like it would like his life wouldn't be as positive as it is right now. On my side, it would be nothing but positivity, but on that side, it would be negativity. 
Mm. So as long as he got me and my side and everything is positive, he's living a life, you know, he's building his food and everything, that's all I care about. Mm. Like, you, you don't want a toxic parent just pouring toxic into your child. Mm. No no matter what, you know, mom or father. Right. And so would I like them to have a relationship? Of course. You know, that's everyone. That's what everybody wants. Right. But sometimes you have to realize that it's just not going to go that way. And it's better off that your child isn't in that predicament. Right, right, right. But you're saying that the door will be open as long as they're not, like, pouring to- toxic stuff into your kid. I mean, yeah, the door will always be open. Okay. That sounds, that sounds, that's good, I think. Yeah, definitely. You definitely have to assess the the situation um, and see what what's best for the child, you know, especially at least until they, they get of age where they can make a choice. Because what I always tell moms, especially when you have a son, like you can't be surprised if, you know, I know a lot of times, you know, moms are very close to their sons and I think vice versa. But if your son comes of age and he's like, hey, I want to go stay with my dad, you have to hopefully as time has passed, like you guys are able to have that relationship where I feel like they would need to go with their dad. Like even with me, I I know you would. (laughs) So it's just like, but you have to I mean, you start off with baby steps, not, you know, you don't want to, you know, always go back to that because that's what I I grew up for movies like that. But like Boys in Hood, you don't want to have it where it's like. Ari is like I you're just gonna go stay with him you know right. <laughs> for your whole life or whatever but it's like baby steps you know maybe you know they come down and you have like supervised visits to make sure everything's cool and hopefully by that time you you and the whoever um your baby's father our baby mother is you guys have matured enough to have um a, a grown-up and mature conversation or you could be like, hey, you know, we can have these visitations here, make sure everything's cool. You maybe have went over and seen their house to make sure it's a safe environment for your child to be in. You know, slowly maybe start taking them on the weekends and in the summer he can be up there and make sure it's cool because he he does like that is still part of him. That's you know, it, it takes right. it takes half of him to, you know, make the child as well. So it's it they still need to have, be able to have that that relationship because he needs to know himself because it's only so much you can teach him, you know, as, as a mother, right. he need he needs to, to, to learn that from a man, whether it's his father or another male figure in the household. So. Okay. okay uh, Nidra, thank you for calling. Anything you want to shout out or any statements you want to make before you jump off? I just want to shout out to you guys. You guys are awesome. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. I, I always enjoy our back and forth online. So <laughs> uh, I'm a, most definitely. Oh, yeah. But all right, you enjoy the rest of your day, ma'am. All right, you too, guys. All right, all right. thank you. All right, bye. Ooh, I didn't expect her to be so, uh, she sounded really responsible with that. From Facebook, she sounded a little crazy. <laughs> you know? No, that was, I mean. I, she, she had that, a very good, uh, I like what she said. I hate when niggas don't got down. <sighs> Nigga been quiet, nigga ain't said shit now. Yeah, yeah, I hate when niggas don't. You should say, really, because, you know, it's always one side. You know, it's okay. two, three sides right. to every story. No, but definitely, okay. I, I think it, it was it was good there because um, a lot of times, especially with social media, things can definitely get construed. Yeah, I still misconstrued. Didn't, I still didn't hear yeah, her stay her full statement on what she said about fathers. Like, what you mean? Like the original question you had asked her because she they went to a different place with it. Well, she, I think she answered it. Mm-hmm. She, you know, I just want to know like 
My questions be, and I, and I asked it because I know she won't tell you, but women also have to give the nature of the relationship. Why you didn't ask that? Nah, because I because it's too it's, because it's that's that's a personal thing. Oh, okay, that's okay. a personal. Yeah. That's, that's I, a very, I didn't even know y'all. I mean, we we no, all no, went to Fort Valley. No, 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 not 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 personal. That's about when you ask any woman. A no, question like ask that, that's them personal. the questions. Fuck it. Nah, you tell me the question. I ask them. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm, that's no, what I'm saying, we wanted. No, for no, for every woman out there, like every time women talk about the other side and you know how the daddy don't do this, right? Also, women have to keep it real with themselves and give the true nature of the relationship. Yeah, you know how what I'm saying. Like how we all involved because I've I've been through that myself. You know, went through some back and forth, but then then I had to finally say, okay, hey, on the table, let's tell me. I'm gonna tell you what it was, what it was, okay, and what it is, okay. That's, you know? that's true. So, so I, 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 you know, so that 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 plays yeah, a part yeah. into it because we 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 had so I've we, seen people go through that. So like, we need to hold everybody accountable in this thing, man. I think there's a lot see, of accountability. We we just but see that's the thing. I don't know if it's a, but see, I don't know if it's an accountability thing because I know women and men are different. And what I've come to realize is that all these talks we've been having with all these women and all these podcasts we've been doing and all these interactions at the end of the day, only thing women want is to be paid the same amount as a man. For the job that they do the same equality. outside, no, 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 income equality. Outside of that, oh, they, they don't want, they want any other I, equality. I I outside, they don't want any other equality. <laughs> they want the stuff so, that is favorable. To, favorable they don't want any family. other I, I equality. Everything else is still the traditional way. Well, I think so, this is so, the first step, though. I think it's the first step that us now men coming in and we're saying but, that. But, but I'm saying there are, there are these gaps in the relationships. There's gaps in a lot see, they, of life that we want to get. But it ain't no equal gaps. Too. It ain't no gaps. There are gaps. It's not no gaps. It's just a siren alarm to let men know. Keep being men. No, because we gotta switch this no, shit. no, 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 no. I'm not talking the negative shit. Yes, the misogyny, pay them what they owed. Yes, check. But the other part of the shit, like how men are supposed to be men and lead and protect, do what they need to do to take care of shit. We still got to do that because everybody got to do because that because it's hard to hold women accountable because women are emotional creatures, right? And I don't hold women. I don't hold women to fault for laying down with a guy that they think will be there. That they think will be this type of dude, that type of dude. Like at the end of the day, there are facts. There are facts. I I, we, hold on, we talked about this before. We talked about this before. How yeah. men, how men are just a little bit more logical than women. And then if you ever talk to one of your homegirls, matter of fact, you got homegirls. You talk Plenty to them, and, and they've listed shit about a dude. At the end of it, you kind of be like, like "Why oh. did you have a baby with him?" And I tell them that I don't hold no punch with my homegirl. They're gonna get whatever, man. But we got uh, we're gonna call in friends. Great points, man. Feel feel like it's another conversation we need. Yeah, to go that's, deeper that's in a different that. conversation. Because I want to keep this about the fathers. Yeah. What fatherhood means to you? So I got Francis on call in. He from Fort Valley. Y'all know Francis? I'm gonna have to show Pompey? you. What was his name in Fort Valley? Because I'm sure it wasn't Francis. Pompey. Let me show you. Let me show you his Facebook right here. Francis. Yeah, Pompey. Did they not call him Francis at Fort Valley? I didn't know him personally like that. No. Pompey. Yeah, no Pompey. So they call him Pompey. They didn't call him Francis. His name was probably like Frankie B. Bro, let me call him for her. I think this is his number right here. Hello? Pompey, what's up, man? What's up, 
Kelvin? I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, you are here with, uh, you are live on the Words of KB podcast, man. Um, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Yeah. Um, so we just got off the phone with, I think you the third or fourth call we had today. Third. Um, yeah, third call we had today, man, covering all things around fathers. And uh, I made a post the other day on Facebook. Um, asking that you know would anyone like to share their experiences with their fathers or any any kind of experience with fathers, uh, and you made a interesting post on there. And uh, let me uh, let me read what your post was. I want you to like kind of go into it a little more if you don't mind. So okay, um, the post was my dad was the greatest example of a man, but also the greatest example of a man that lost his purpose. Right. Um, I want to know uh, what do you mean by that statement. Well, for me, you know, my dad was there for me from day one. You know, he was married to my mom uh, for 30 years. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and he was with her for four years before that. So, in total, they were together for 34 years. That's crazy. He, yeah, he, he eventually died in 2016, September 3rd. Okay. And my dad, you know, if he, in my hometown me and my family were kind of like the Cosby's, you know, we were the perfect, we were the perfect black family. You know, my brother just graduated from med school. You know, I have my degree. My youngest brother has his degree. Okay. My mom was a local politician and my dad worked for Delta. He was aeronautics mechanic. You know, he, you know, he, if you, if you flew a plane between 94 and 2016, you probably worked, uh, flew on the plane that he, uh, worked on. Okay. Yeah. Sounds Cosby like, yeah, so you know, you you have all these accolades and the way people view you, and you know, my dad was a he was a quiet man, but you know, he uh, he always did what he needed to do for his family. You know, yeah, he was responsible. Regardless, yeah, regardless of if um, him and my mom had a fight every day, he came home and gave her a kiss. I'm mm-hmm. talking about every single day, mm-hmm. and I think most mornings he got up about three thirty every morning to go to work, you know, 14-hour days for most of his years. And, um, you know, when I started playing rec football, you know, he was working night shift and he was still, you know, find time to take us to football practice even though he had to go work a 12-hour shift later on that night. So Yeah, that's crazy. You know, it's a lot of things that I could talk about my dad and, you know, barely missed any of my football games, you know, always took care of the family. Yeah. But – where he st- started to lose his way was my dad was always a drinker. Mm. You know, he was a drinker from as far as I can remember. Okay. And he was a drinker. Um, it, it never really got out of hand. And most, when most people hear me say that, they think that, you know, he was abusive. My dad was never an abusive drinker, but he was self-destructive. Mm. So- and more so, Yeah. Okay, yeah, go into how how was he self-destructive? Like, it would be like, he would come home, and rather than get up and do something else, and, you know, I don't, I can't really explain why. Maybe he was tired, maybe he was stressed out. But, you know, the first thing he would do is, you know, get him uh, something to drink. And my dad didn't drink, like, beers or nothing. At one point, and and this was, like, for the last five years of his life, Mm. He drank a pint of Sigum's gin a day. Wow. Woo. 
Wow. I like gin, but not that much gin. Yeah, he drank a pint. And on weekends, on his days off, it was a fifth. Wow. You know, and yeah. y'all, y'all seen y'all seen me, and my dad was no bigger than me. You know, I'm five oh, foot wow. eight, 160 pounds. My yeah. dad was five foot eight, about 130, 140. Wow. Man. So what, so, so did... So did did his abusive self self abusive um, uh, actions affect you anyway growing up? Like, it, did that rub off on you, or did that like turn you away from, you know, doing that type of behavior? It it didn't rub off on me really until I was in my twenties. You know, it like when I say he had it under control. You know, while me and my brothers were in the house. I, you know, there were signs because I could think of five times in my entire childhood where we had a bad incident and every single one of them had to do with either him or my mom because my mom was also a heavy drinker too. Okay. Okay. Either one or both of them being drunk. Mm-hmm. Five times. Yeah. Five bad incidents in my whole entire childhood. Yeah, that's not too and, Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's not bad. Because they had it under control, but I mean, when you think about it, it's easier to control your drinking when you're you're twenty something or thirty something, and life ain't kicked you in the teeth yet. Mm. But then you know you you look up, you're forty eight, you hate your job, you know, yeah. people getting on your nerves. Your kids you might your be wife. gone now, so they, I mean, yeah, yeah, and, and really that would seem like the turning point when my youngest brother uh, graduated from high school in twenty ten. You know, it didn't really kick in right then, but like when I moved back home in 2013, you know, I saw the destruction. Like he was drunk so much to the point where he at least fell in the house once a day, Mm, knocking stuff over. And it's, you know, I can't explain it. I don't know if it was simply just stress, maybe because alcoholism runs in my family. Mm. Like his dad died at 56, my dad was 52. His dad died at 56. He was an alcoholic. My mom's dad died at 56. He was an alcoholic. My grandma, my mom's mom was an alcoholic. Man. I, I uh, counted all my aunts and aunties on my, my mom's side, including my mom and dad, out of the 10 siblings and their spouses, eight out of the 10 were alcoholics. Man. Yeah, that's definitely, that's deep in y'all genetics then, man. Something, something you, you better watch out for yourself. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. I don't, I don't drink like that. I can probably name maybe three times where I've been drunk. Right. You know, and it's you know, I, I sit back and look at a lot of you know black men that that feel like they have to have a drink right after work or something like that, and it it's easy to do it when you're 33, when you know when your kids are young, when you're young, you got the energy to handle it, go out and have a drink, but it's just you know, it's hard enough when white folks is out here trying to get us and you're helping them tie the noose. Yeah, killing yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm not against drinking, I'm not against smoking, but it's like you got to understand the rabbit hole you may put yourself into 10, 15 years from now. Right, right. Moderation is the word, I think. So, okay. Yeah. So, so you you got any uh? This is wrap this caller. You got any uh other uh, uh messages you would uh, give to fathers out there, or, or you know, based off of you know how your childhood was, or 
or however you are. Um. Yeah, are you a father yourself? No, I don't have any kids yet. Okay. So, any, any message to potential fathers out there, just based off of your experience with fathers? Um, don't be ashamed to be the type of father that you want to be. Don't let people tell you that you have to be this, be this type of dad. Like you can't, like the whole hyper toxic masculinity. If if being stern is what you do as a father, be that. Just as long as it's not abusive, just as long as you you know you have guidelines on how you do it, you know. But don't let other people tell you how to be a father, especially considering that um, black masculinity oftentimes is misinterpreted. And the second that you have, you feel like you have to stand up for yourself. They're saying that you're being too misogynistic or, yeah. or you know, yeah. what, whatever it may be. Yeah, aggressive. Yeah, you're being too aggressive. So if being a stern father is your path to raising your children the right way, do that. I like that message, man. Don't. Yeah, I like that message, man. Um, but hey, man, thanks for thanks for calling in, man. Uh, we got we got to take uh, I mean one or two more calls a day, man. We got to wrap this episode up. Um, hey, man, but thanks, man. You got anything you want to shout out before you get off the get off the call? No, man, that's it. Y- y'all boys, just keep doing what y'all doing. Hey, we out here, man. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the support, support, bro. You're you're welcome. All right, bro. All right, that was, that was a good call. That was a perfect example that, of why I was talking about why you need to, to why you need to be around your parents mm. is because imagine if he wasn't around his parents and he didn't know the struggles that his family yeah, yeah. has. You saying getting positive from that negative? Yeah, and it's like mm. one of those things that because you could see it didn't sound like they had a very abusive like child. No, it wasn't at all. Was a couple incidents, yeah. but he knows that. You know, something you may not think of having a little drink or two right there. Some people you can understand when you hear people say, oh, yeah, I, I can't really drink. Or I don't really smoke like that. Because yeah, yeah. people have seen where stuff like that, where it can lead to be a negative. Yeah, it's a slippery you know, slope. So it's, it's sure. definitely something that you, you need to know if your your family is dealing with that. Same thing with even now with being healthy. Like, you know, like hypertension, like runs in my family. And oh, I, yeah, was, yeah. I was very big on, on eating chips and. You know, I haven't. Now you don't really eat chips. Well, I told in January, I told myself I wasn't going to eat any chips. Yeah, I haven't seen chips, boy. Good. So I, yeah. I haven't had any chips in like a couple months. That's um, cool, man. Yeah, now I'll be eating them little kale chip things. They're pretty good. That's, that's like, it's really important to find alternatives. Like, mm-hmm. he's having a drink every day. It's probably he's coping with something with the drinks, and he probably could cope in a different way. Mm-hmm. Maybe one day we have your drink, mm-hmm. but then cope with it in different ways. But that's mm-hmm. why I like, that's why I said before, I think it's a good that. We're getting in a good space where mm-hmm. we're finding different ways to express ourselves and, you know, uh, deal with different things. But now the, you know, the women are going to have to start accepting the ways that we do it. And they're going to go through a period where I don't know how to handle this. You know what I'm saying? Because black men ain't been expressing themselves. They just been holding it in and I got to be tough and all this stuff. Drinking, and now they got to drink. Yeah, we've been drinking, smoking, doing all these know, external things. Yeah. And now us as a couple, uh, we're going to have to, we just got to deal with it. So we got one more call today. Uh, Cassandra Daniels. Y'all know Cassandra Daniels? Her name sounds very familiar. Uh, she so, went to school uh, with us? I'm not so sure. I she was with, uh, what you call it? She's in the uh, Facebook Josie. group. Josie Hall? Yeah, what's your name? Davidson? <laughs> this nigga name when I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to call, call Cassandra. Because uh, I want to get one more female's perspective uh, before we wrapped up. 
Hello. Cassandra, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing all right. You are on with the Words with KB podcast with uh, Basic Logic and C Knowledge. All right, now I'm famous. We're hey, we're, we're <laughs> oh, glad shit. we're glad to have you on. Thank you. And glad you, to be on. Right, and you agreed to share uh, your experience with fathers and fatherhood, and um, yeah, and we we want to hear, it, especially uh, coming from a, a female's perspective, because we we talked to a lot of guys today, and you know we're three guys ourselves, so we shared our story, but we want to hear from uh, from your side, and and I want you to tell your story. Okay. Well, my late husband, he passed in 2014. When we met, when we met, first and foremost, I was working at IBM, third shift, nothing to do at times because I was taking calls over like calls and things. We met on College Club. I don't know if y'all remember College Club. College Club? Is that like a black planet or something? Is that like Crump Friends? It was before Black Planet. Before Black Planet? I didn't even know there was a Before MySpace. Wow. Before MySpace. This was in the 40s? Oh, you know you ain't got to do me like that. See how you do? <laughs> it, was, uh-uh. it was writing them pen, them pen pals. <laughs> it was right before, like, I was at IBM when we had the whole Y2K. Oh, my wow. God. The world's going to end. So world. it was around that Man, time. Y2K was yeah. some bullshit. So this is like Listen, AOL like I had messenger. to work overtime. <laughs> <laughs> this is like so, I, yeah, I, back, okay. messenger. Yeah. Mm. Dial-up, yeah. Back yeah. When, when the internet was dial-up, I was on College Club. That's how I met. We, we started dating. I met my husband. He was in the military at the time, and when he came to Atlanta on, like, a leave or something he had, that was the first time that he, him and I met, but okay. he also met my daughter, who was two. Okay. And my two-year-old, she's sometime at times. She doesn't just roll up to just anybody. And the messed up part was when I would be out in public with her, she might walk up to somebody that was white, but not people that were black. And I was like, you can't do all people like this. Hold on, wait. What? So, Explain that. What? Exactly. I'm confused. I don't know. She's light skinned, so I thought that I think that maybe she thought she looked more like them. But oh, she is she like half white, white or something? No, she would uh-uh. just show walk up to white people. She felt comfortable, uh-huh. maybe from TV or something. I don't know. Open arms and everything. Oh wow! Did she walk up to yeah. ashy uh, black yeah. people too? I had a white Jesus. You know what? Light-skinned black people. But not ashy She's white. better now. They okay. probably did. She's have a white, y'all, <laughs> y'all had a white Jesus in the house, didn't you? Uh-uh. Mm. No. I don't mm. know. I don't know. I just I, I just always said that she was sent here to embarrass me in public because, you know, we had the time <laughs> her and I. Yeah. But, so, but she took to him. Like, today we went out to eat when he first, he came and he stayed for a few, a few weeks with us. Mm. And my daughter actually was out of town. She was with my grandmother, and I brought her back. When I tell you, this girl took like a piece of chicken she was eating, gave it to him, like they were sharing a piece of chicken. I was like, oh, I've wow. never seen her just go. take to anybody like this. And because I had such strong feelings for him, I really wanted her to like him. I okay. really wanted her to be able to get along with him. So they took to each other well. I mean, we ended up getting married well, within that year. Oh, wow. And she was, she was. He was who she knew as her dad. She mm. used to call him Daddy Trey, and then she just started calling him Daddy. Like, she chased him around the house. And, I mean, they just were, like, the best of friends. Wow. And he never, never, ever, ever treated her like she was not his child. Mm. And we actually had issues with his family because the family just knew she was his child. And I was like, really? She's not? Yeah. I guarantee you she's not. 
but because they were so close and they felt like she looked like him, wow. they were con- they were convinced to this day, they're still convinced that she's his biological child and that I'm just a liar. Wow. All right, cool, whatever. But wow, that type of energy for real? What about, for real. The, what about like, her real dad? Did, she, did he have a problem with that? Um, He didn't really participate okay so he wasn't involved in he wasn't involved at all in 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 the raising of that child he started out but because he couldn't have me he Mm. didn't want any of it and that's just the way that the situation went when he when we weren't going to be one happy family and i was like you know you can have this relationship it's fine he didn't want that relationship with just her he wanted it to be all of us and that wasn't what I was looking for. He just, okay. him and I were not, we shouldn't have been together. Yeah, I think that's a sentiment but, that we're all familiar with. You know, when the, I mean, I see it more so on the female side when they want the whole family to be together, when maybe they're not a good fit, but they just want to keep the family together just because, you know, society says you should, when you probably shouldn't, right? I agree. And I have to be honest, initially that's where I was because my, you know, my goal was not to have a child and not be married or to have a child and not be in a relationship. Right. And I went so far, like I, my pregnancy was ridiculous with when it came to mood swings. I'm already a Gemini. So when I had another Mm -hmm. baby in me and it was a girl, I was all over the place. Okay. So I don't think I talked to him at all during my entire pregnancy, but after I had her, yeah, (laughs) we had, we, we went to some class together. What's the, what's the, what's the year, what's the birthday for Gemini's now? I'm saying y'all married or y'all dated? No, we we dated back in high school and then I actually went out of state. I moved out of state and we dated like over the phone and everything Mm. and kept in touch and I would come back and visit. So when I came back to go to school, we kind of got back together. I came back home for this one freak meet and got pregnant. Mm. Freak meet. We was talking about freak meet earlier, but. (laughs) That's what it It went down in freak meet. I tell you that. For real. Yes. Like, so I did, I did want to, for my daughter to have this whole family, this ideal family, but him and I, at that time, we just, should not have been together. I was willing to accept a lot of things that I should not have accepted. Like girls used to call me and describe the inside of my apartment. Oh, damn. like for real. That's crazy. on a regular. Girls used to call my phone, my phone. Back when cell phones with a big Nokia with the the, the antenna that folded up and down these or had, went up and down. Yeah, and they minutes. Mobility. The minutes. Yes. Yeah, call me at the nine o'clock. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still got minutes. So. so, like we just we, and once I decided that that. I shouldn't be doing that. It wasn't what he he wanted to continue. Of course, he wanted to continue because I'm not. I'm sitting here with her and you out doing whatever you want in my car with my phone. Like y'all, it was bad. Yeah, I went to this yeah. man's job and I put flyers on each and every car at his job: president, CEO, vice president, HR. And it was like I dogged him and the girl he was cheating with. It was bad. Like <sighs> I shouldn't have do all. I shouldn't have done all that, but I did. Okay, and that was it. That was the last thing, but my my ex my um, late husband right. stepped in, just did what he needed to do for her. Didn't him and her father never had any negative interaction, and he was never the type to speak negatively about her father, especially like in her presence. All he did was be a father to her. Mm-hmm. It was my daughter had to be fourth grade by the time she realized he was not her real dad. Wow! And I ain't even telling my mother told because. 
she actually wanted to know who is this dude that keeps coming to the house. And my mother was like, that's your father. Mm. She's like, for real? I, I, I don't know why I just thought that she, she knew. knew. I wasn't in any rush to tell her, but mm. how did she take whatever. that? She was just like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cause the kids don't know, but, you know, they just say, okay. They don't know how to process. All basically. That. Yeah. But when it came to the person that was there for her, the person that she would have conversation with, the person that she shared memories with, that was my husband. That okay. was who she knew was her dad. She, she, we, um, they had different last names, mm-hmm. of course. Right. Um, she never questioned that. I, and you know, I probably should have said something. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I was happy in her happiness or right. happy with where she was and having someone in her life that was willing to take care of her and be a role model for her, a good role model for her and just love her the way that she deserved to be loved. I just feel like all children deserve to be loved by parents. Right. Um, fathers and daughters have this special relationship. Fathers and sons have a special relationship. Mothers and sons have a special relationship. All kids just deserve to have that. Right. And and right, so, and he was just he just came in and he was just that part like he was just that type of person his your uh your late husband he was just he was okay he was just that was just who he was it wasn't like a yep okay good man yeah he's just a good man it wasn't, you know what I mean yeah it wasn't a gradual thing I think he just he was always good with kids even um like all the cousins and the other family members that had children they all loved him he was just the one that all the kids wanted to be around and they just knew that they were going to be cared for when he was around, that they were going to be loved on when he was around. He just, he was good with kids and yeah. a loving person. You know, we all have faults. For sure. I, but Nobody's perfect. I can't, yeah, I cannot say anything negative about that man when it came to these children. Man, then we had great. two boys after the sad part was that my boys did not get an opportunity to really mm. know him before he died. Mm. But you know, we have conversations about them. We have pictures. We talk about them all the time. So. Right. How do you? But my daughter, oof. she knows. So she is spread. She is spread the word. She remembers. So she does. Mm. She took it really hard. Yeah, I bet. Man. Like needed therapy hard. Yeah, and that's bad. We lose the lose the good ones, and we got a lot of the not so good ones out here. I and, know, and you know, did her brother ever come around? Like start stepping up at all? Brother lived five minutes from us for like three or four years, and it was like pulling teeth to get him to come have conversations with her because he felt like she should be calling him. Hey, that, and that's day, how I know she felt with him on the low because it's like he called him brother. Like she tried to make mm-hmm. it work. Yeah, called him man. Listen, like yeah. I did, and and it was it, it's always been a thing. Every time I used to call and say, "Hey, have you talked to your daughter?" Or I would call and say, "Hey, she's going through this." When my husband died. He came around, just out of the blue, just popped up and was like, I'm going to be around more often. And my daughter was sad because I said, listen, her dad died. She needs a father figure. She needs someone to show her how she deserves to be treated. She needs someone that she can talk to outside of me. She needs Mm. you. Okay. And I said, you know, at the time, I think she was 15. And he was like, she's not 15. And we both looked at each other, me and my daughter, like, come on, dude. Damn. You were didn't there. Even, didn't like, even you, know the age. He didn't even know how old she was. And she remembers that. She yeah. remembers that conversation. You're not going to forget that, that shit. You're 15. 15. Yeah, you remember that one. That's crazy, Yeah, man. I still tell dudes that I, story. But even even so, I mean, the type of dude, it don't sound like he would show, I mean, good things anyway. I mean, I don't know him personally. Well, this one but, time, yeah. 
he he came to the house one time and left a business card because he was trying to let me know that he had come by. Unfortunately, his business card was of his business of being a male exotic dancer. So my daughter is the one that pulled the card out of the door. (laughs) Why, sir, would you leave that? And I called him. I was like, what the hell would you leave that in the door? Like, she's the one that pulled. I had to. Oh, my gosh. Like, call me. Text me listen, we, something. Don't. We, we working on our black men, okay? We know. We, listen, we got good <laughs> guys out here, and hey, we own like, it, okay? We're like, we gonna be talking re- to our people. I heard you getting remarried, girl. Let me dance for you at your bachelorette party. <laughs> you know any friends out there? Okay, Would you let them dance like at your bachelorette party? <laughs> um, I wouldn't go. Uh-oh. I already know what that looked like. I'm good. Uh-oh. I'm fine here. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy. No. Yeah. Been there, uh, done that. Got the t-shirt. I'm okay. What up? Oh, that's the wrong one. Got the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? What was that? That's what I was looking for. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, okay. Uh, so you got any? Uh, we're gonna wrap the call up. You got any uh, um, lasting statements that you want to give out there to um, to upcoming fathers and people who are fathers now? I mean, uh, this is our Father's Day episode, so give them give them some good uh, advice. I want to say to fathers because I'm a social worker. I work with kids in group homes also. Um, just be a father. No one can tell you how to be a father. You have your own connection with your children and persevere and push through. I know that sometimes it gets difficult with parents who are no longer together. Believe me, I've seen it. I've worked for BFACs. I've had those clients. And having to just give people a little bit of motivation to stay the course and to continue to fight. And if you have to fight for visitation, or if you have to fight for time, or if you have to fight for custody, do what you have to do. There are some good people out here that are willing to stand in the corner of fathers who don't have custody or visitation. But there are some of us out here that are willing to fight and help you and to just be on your side. Because sometimes you just need somebody to say, hey, man, I I see you, and it's going to be okay. And I see that you're trying, because... And, you know, not all not all dads are bad. Not all moms are bad. And I, I do get hurt when I hear women talk about our men in a negative way unnecessarily. Mm. We've had bad experiences, but men have had bad experiences with women also. And it's not across the board. Like, we got to give each other a chance and we got to give each other options. You know, we all make mistakes. And how much grace would you appreciate when you make a mistake? And how much grace do you give? So, there it is. That's that's. Yeah, that's the word right there. Well, appreciate you calling in, Cassandra. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll have this episode out uh, very soon, probably uh, right before Father's Day, so people have time okay. to listen. So, uh, thank you I'll for sharing. Listening. Thank you for sharing your story, man. Shout out to your late husband. Yeah, shout out. Thank you. Right. I appreciate you. Right. Y'all have a good one. All right, you too. Bye. All right, the wrap up. Um, uh, basic logic, man. What you got? Wrapping nah. it up, B. Nah, this like like I said, the last call. She very like that. Like, is she is she older? Yeah, mm-hmm. freak okay. me. Yeah, true. She had a baby. She had a baby. She had a baby. No, and I, I think baby. <laughs> like we we have to start having more um, positive interactions and things of that nature. She and accountability. She said what she did, what was wrong. Yeah. What they did on wrong, both sides, how, yeah. how she tried, and you see how that story sounded a little different. 
Yeah, yeah, most stories are super one sided. She she came from both she, sides. She she that's put you know, woman. but that's that yeah, that's the maturity. Yeah, like you that, can you can comes. hear it in her. Everybody's voice. not like that. You yeah. can hear from everybody. So she she was able to fully assess the situation and it it came full circle. And that's that just with with us having this podcast together, I, I want because I see a lot of times now, especially with social media, um, there's a lot of bashing on fathers, and I want to make sure that we take the time to celebrate the good fathers that we do have out there and just positive male figures that are in, you know, kids' lives or whoever are just in the household because they do matter. And it just, it's not just a check, a child support check or anything like that. The people that actually step up in it are there for their household, you know, spiritually, physically, you know, because a lot of times like we, dads kind of get downplayed like, oh, they're, they're not really needed. Like, you know, they're just there to plant the seed, and, you know, maybe for a check once a month and that's it. But fathers are important. I think we need to get back to bigging up fathers. And hopefully on this Father's Day, you'll shout out the good fathers. You know, we already we hear the negative 24 yeah. seven. Let's it's take that. songs and industries yeah. built off. Yeah, of that. Let, let's <laughs> take let's take that one day, you know, to shout out, you know, that that positive male figure that you see. And, and especially the black fathers, because there are a lot of good ones out there because there's that that stigma that goes around it to say that there's so many bad black dads, but we know other races that, you know, are, are not in their kids' lives, but th- this isn't that time. This is a time to highlight on the male figures, regardless of race, that, yeah. you know, are, are stepping up and, and doing good in their households and holding it down, whether it's by far, whether they're, you know, they share custody or their step-parents, godparents, real fathers, you know, whoever you know, older brothers, cousins, whoever, they're a positive male father or male figure in that, that child's life, you know, big ups to y'all. Keep doing what you're doing. Boom. All right. Uh, C. Niles, what's good, bro? Uh, I like this quote that Chris Rock said about oh, fatherhood. This nigga been out here Googling. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> like nah, good, good father's quotes. Nah, I'm playing Stranger Things. But, uh, Chris Rock said this thing about fathers, like how women, so to, to to base a larger point, how sometimes not even just women, society makes it seem like the father isn't important. And he says that, yeah, it's like driving a car. You can drive a car with your feet, but that don't mean it's to be done. Mm-hmm. Like you can raise a child by yourself, but that don't mean it's to be done. Yeah. So you need fathers out here, like, and and I like the new wave. I've been telling everybody. The narrative is changing. I I do know growing up, deadbeat dads was prevalent. There are probably even mm-hmm. some that you knew. Yeah. But as I'm getting older, yeah. I see all the men in my circle, they all rock with their kids. Right. I seen black men taking care. I see, because where I live, I live kind of like off Memorial Drive, so I you know kind of like the hood a little bit. And I see black men with their kids all the, I mean, pushing strollers down the street, walking with two or three babies. Like steady moving with kids, so it's like, you know, they they're really out here trying and they want to. I just think that um, I I have a new focus, and I'm working on some things. But I think like the next push really has to be for black fathers to 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 get some type of recompense in in a sense, some mm. type of some of that same help that black mothers get. Black fathers who want to be active should be able to get these same that same type of help. Um, it's a shame that the only programs they have for black fathers is to be CDL drivers. 
Yeah. And I know there's smart brothers out there. They here. do put a lot of brothers. black men towards being bro, a truck they, driver. Bro, like, they try even, to put me in a truck driver. Yeah, even a lot of people who got a college degree, like, they, they like, like put they them towards that. They want you to be a truck. And it's like, it, it, that's an abs- You got to be gone to do that. You got to be gone to do it. And it shows you how the system just wants you to pay that money. Man, so it has crazy. to be, it, the narrative has to change. I see more black women changing the narrative as well. Like, even, you know, shout out to my baby mothers. Like I, I love them because they raise my kids yep. and they hold me down and they cool. Like you know, we have our ups and downs, but over the years it always gets better. Right. And I think that they notice and they recognize now all black fathers got to be supported because like we want to be with our kids. Like we really, I know dudes who have kids who want to be with their kids. Right. You know I mean, like my goal. People ask me what I want to do. If I can get it to where I can make money and not work and just invest in my kids, it's whatever they want to do. We do. That I'll be I'll be full. Do mm-hmm. that for my kids and my grandkids. I'll be full. All right. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. Yeah, man. It, it was an interesting conversation, man. Like it, just getting all those stories, man. And I think like I think down the nat- how I feel the narrative is moving to to men, black men being more whole. You know what I'm saying? Like before, we were really living a limited life. Like we were living in this small set of emotions. You know what I'm saying? I can get I can get mad. I can get aggressive. I can get, you know, I can get excited about sports. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Seriously. Like we, you know, we weren't even we weren't even allowed the ability to be excited about so many things cuz society told us not to do that or that wasn't manly or that wasn't vulnerable. this right yeah, it would be vulnerable. So I think we are coming to a space where we can be more vulnerable and like I said, America and you know, society hasn't really learned how to accept that yet. You know what I'm saying? Cuz I mean, I I look on my post like I made a post yesterday about you know, this girl keep touching my thigh. You know what I'm saying? And, and basically, laughing. I just, and people, yeah, people laughing. People laughing and calling it this, or, you know what I'm saying, that. But if if she a woman, a, if, if, if it was though. switched, yeah, if it was switched, a dude pushing up on a woman keep touching her closer and closer. She kept going farther and farther than <laughs> my thigh, bro, every time. Why well, you let it grab to me? See? <laughs> you see them statements right there? I'm saying. Wait, look, I thought you just said we're gonna come to the defense of our men, man. What's I, up? I'm just saying that's that's not a defense. She didn't yeah. want to meet. She probably listened to this podcast too. Ne- don't do that next time, okay? I'm not that guy. Okay. <laughs> next time just grab it. Listen, be a little easy with me, okay? Next time dudes don't like that touching thigh, just grab it. Consent. 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 Okay. So don't do that shit next time. Grab the meat. And you know, and people and the thing about it. And the thing about it, people people will listen to this to this podcast (laughs) and they say, man, Kelvin being a punk. KB being a punk. Yeah. They'll say that, man, because I've seen girls call people men punks for expressing their feelings on posts on my page. And we got somebody come on a podcast that did this. And they'll call him a punk and they'll call him this and now. You weak for that? I, I told, bro, I done came to the realization yeah. that women just want to be paid when they want to be paid equally. <laughs> Outside of that, they everything want, is still traditional. Yeah, they want they don't specific want to be, equality. They don't they want don't you to be vulnerable, bro. I be trying, I, you can't be vulnerable. It's, they'll be facetious with you, be funny with you. You can't be real. You weak. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, be weak. Yeah, they'll call you weak. I'm, I'm telling you, like, it's not, I think that it's not going to change until our children. Nah, to that's too long, bro. Nah, is nah, that nah how it goes? I, I get what you mean because that's the next generation. Like yeah, that's how it the goes. new kids are gonna be raised, not even with the thought process that they have now. Like, but I be I, in my life. lifetime, I want this shit to change because I want to be expressive. I want, and I think it's based on us building relationships of people 
friends and significant others and all this stuff that have your same beliefs and they, you know what I'm saying? They will live that life with you. They won't fight you and call you weak and all that. Like, okay, if you call me that, I'm going to explain to you how that feel. And like, hey, man, if you feel like that, then maybe we don't need to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Because this, this, is, this is how I feel as a person. If you care about me, you're going to take that and really think about what you just said or did to make me feel that way. Boy, but we still gonna roast you. I don't know. No, nah, you can ro- listen. You, you can, can roast. roast. I went. Hey, no. Nah. Yeah, the but, jokes are gonna come, but yeah, but, but I should be able to. Express nah, myself. jokes are jokes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, y'all niggas don't be talking about shit anyway. Uh, <laughs> hey, Joe, we get fucked now. <laughs> anyway, but hey, man, thanks for y'all tuning in, man. Uh, happy Father's Day. To all the fathers out there, man, uh, we might just go and put this out Tuesday, man. You is the Pappy? Yeah, this is the Pappy, the Pappy the episode. Pappy. We need a good title. We need a good title. You is the Pappy. You is the Pappy. Yes. I don't know, man. Out of Pappy. Congratulations. Out of Pappy. Congratulations. Out of Pappy. Out of Pappy. Out of Pappy episode. Okay. Out of Pappy. Um, but yeah, man, y'all, yeah, thanks for tuning in, man. Y'all make sure y'all follow us. Make sure y'all review us, man. I, I'm gonna start shouting out these reviews on the podcast, man. So y'all make sure y'all review us on iTunes, man. We that really helps the podcast. Five star, five star, five stars. We need reviews. We need, we need good reviews. reviews. I want you to tell me what you like about the podcast. Tell me a favorite episode. All that, man. Uh, we on Instagram. We on Facebook. We on Twitter. We everywhere. YouTube. Yeah, everywhere. we about to come with these these the crispy ass photos. Crispy you know oh, shit. Drip. Yeah, yeah. So y'all shit, y'all look out for that. Yeah, she was feeling this. <laughs> we did that thing. Hey man, but uh, yeah man, we out man. Y'all take it easy. Peace. Yerp. Yeah.